Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. Great to have you with us. All the five favorite players coming up at 8 o'clock. This is not best players. This is not... No. This is not most skilled. This is just your favorites. I met one of my new favorites uh, last week too. Just, I'm not easy to win over, as I've told you many wait, times. Just wait, <laughs> And we can't go from anyone from our own club for that person who said, I'll put Clary Petrarca, May Fritz. And you. No, you got to outside your own club. That's right. And Isaac Quainer smelt great the other day. Did he? Was what, was he go, what was he going with? Uh, he didn't have some wood wood on, did he? No, there's sort of like a bit of blackberry about it, I think, and a bit of wood. His motto is? And a bit of spice. Smell good, good. Smell good. Play good. Feel good. Play good. That's, that's his motto. <laughs> Hello, Sammy. Well, hello, Gary. No, can't nothing smell. here. I can't smell Is that you? why the whisper's furiously pouring through the AFL well, season guide here? The, to do I want to make sure that I don't miss anyone. Well, that's if I important. just said to you quickly off the top, who's your favourite player in the comp? Well, who I love favourite. watching, my instinctive first thought as you were talking about favourite. them, Shea Bolton. I right. love watching Shea Bolton. Oh, he's in rare nick on the weekend. Uh, right, let's get stuck into it. Taron Thomas, we've oh. saved Taron for you, which is, um, I think it's in the news sphere right now, so that's why we've saved it. And we've got some questions, so sure. where's it sit? Okay, so North Melbourne's Taron Thomas, where it sits is, Gary, he's facing a long-term, and I would have thought potentially career-ending ban from the game. I was in touch with the AFL, North Melbourne, and Thomas's management both before and after Tom Morris's report yesterday because... There is a widespread feeling that Thomas is staring down the barrel of a sanction that will see him sidelined for many months. Now, Tom's report specifically stated that Thomas had received an 18-week suspension from the AFL. He later wrote that the AFL commission had approved the penalty and that it would be served in its entirety. Now, as we said last night on Sports Day, we can only present the facts as best as we understand them. So as we sit here this morning, right here, the situation is this. An AFL spokesman repeatedly maintained that the AFL Commission had ratified, had not ratified a decision yesterday, and he stated, the investigation is ongoing. We haven't made a final determination yet. North Melbourne multiple times assured me that the investigation is ongoing and that they have been told nothing. And the Taron Thomas camp, his management company, Players Inc., stressed that the investigation is ongoing and that they've been informed of nothing regarding a sanction. Now, it has been widely expected for some time that he's facing a lengthy suspension under something like the AFL's all-encompassing bringing the game into disrepute or conduct unbecoming. Thomas and his legal team, we know, faced the two hours of questioning recently by the AFL Integrity Unit after the new allegations of inappropriate behaviour. Now, I've been told this inappropriate behaviour, the new allegations relate to text messages or social media messages of a disturbing nature towards women, but this is repeat behaviour, given he was suspended by the ruse 12 months ago over what was described as serious and confronting threats of violence towards women. More females then came forward with their own specific allegations. Last year, he was put through all the stringent respect and responsibility education programs. He was twice stood down by the club. And Thomas's take-up of these education programs have repeatedly not been to the level that North Melbourne would have liked. So this all goes into the mix to create an environment where it's been known that a long suspension is coming, nothing financial, purely uh, missing from the game. He hasn't been in any of the broadcast promo shoots that North Melbourne have done, hasn't been in their team photo shoots either, has been suspended from the club for a period of time. He's out of contract at the end of 2024 
He's contracted this year for reportedly, I don't know, if six this to seven hundred thousand, right. somewhere right. in that six, vicinity. Six to eight, I read somewhere, but they're on the hook. So, I read the they're on the hook for another eight months of is his this salary. Is an out yeah. though? Is it? Would this be an out if it's a suspension of the magnitude that's been bandied around? In terms of him being deregistered from the game, I think that the AFL have that in their powers. Now, the AFL Players Association would clearly have a say in that as well. But, I mean, even if you go back to long-term suspensions from the game, I mean, Ben Cousins was stood down from the from the game from a year. James Hurt as well served 12 months. I'm not sure a deregistering would apply here. Now, mm. he would have to, the player would have to agree to a severance package of sorts if it got to that. I don't know Taron Thomas' state of mind over what he wants to get out of the rest of his career. He turns 24 in, I think, five days' time. Number eight draft pick, the talent unquestioned. Clearly everything off the field now um, is of a, of a, a serious concern. So that's where it sits at the moment. Clearly uh, there is a long suspension coming. It might be 18. It might be eight. In the end, it might not even matter. Even the idea of a fine was tabled yesterday. By? By people I spoke to. Right. Mm. You think he could be fined as well? There could be a fine okay. involved well, in this as well. That's, yeah. that's a fair uh, end of the spectrum. Fine or 18 weeks? No, no, no. I'm not saying a fine as well or as, 18 weeks. Uh, I'm saying a fine so, and a suspension from the game as well. Right. Oh, can I just ask you, to whether it's eight weeks or 18 weeks, does it really – clearly North Melbourne now, I mean, the time has probably come, but would another club – with all the risk associated with bringing someone in um, whose treatment of women has been questioned, to say the least, would you envisage a world where another club would give him another chance if it got to that? Yep. Yep. Really? What he needs, to, what, what I think he needs to do is, uh, and if you separate the two in his behaviour and football, you need, he needs to go away. He needs to acknowledge that he needs help in this area. He needs to go away. He needs to get help in this area. He's had that it's had all that put to him. He's had, no, that, I, I, he's had that opportunity I know, multiple, multiple times. I know, times. but what you said there is the most interesting thing, and that is that he didn't do what he was required to do, or North Melbourne didn't think that he did or take it as seriously as he needed mm. to. So not learning this lesson. may be the kick in the pants that he needs that then serves him well so that he can go away from the game. He needs to worry about himself and he needs to improve his behaviours and recognise his behaviours get some help in that area, mm. prove to other AFL clubs, okay, that he has been serious about this. He has matured. He has changed his behaviours. And then somebody might give him the opportunity no. to come back in. We've seen a lot of different people go out of the game and come back into the game after getting help. Kane mentioned, Why are you looking at me like that? Kane mentioned because, Tyson single yesterday as a yeah. pretty good example. Different. Uh, Very different situation. Okay, caught with some illicit substances on his person. I mean, and he's not a problem gambler either. We're talking about respect towards women in, in an organisation or a football club or a, or a business whereby a large portion of the membership base is female. In fact, people sitting on the board obviously are, are female. Are you saying that they wouldn't allow him back into the game AFL club? No, I'm wondering whether the other 17 clubs would be willing to take a risk because it's it's eyes wide open here. Not, Everyone, the, not this year. I think Tim's right. No, I'm saying take year. it. I'm, no, I'm talking next year. Yeah, if you, Years to come out of the game for twelve. Because months. if he were if he were to transgress again in the future, would you agree that a large percentage, if not all, the blowback would then come back on the club for the risk that that they have taken? Yeah, possibly, possibly. But let's just put this out there: he is an extremely talented player too, and everybody out there is trying to secure talent. If you're, Which if you're not saying is the right thing. No, no, no. I'm just saying that somebody the will reality. throw a hook out there at some right. point. Is that the right thing to do? Yeah. If they're satisfied, I think everybody deserves a second chance, a third chance, okay. and the ability to go away and rehabilitate themselves from whatever it might be, prove that they have changed their behaviours, and then 
for somebody then to take a chance on them. And you may well be right, if it even gets to this. The only reason I disagree is we go back to the last trade period where he was raised in trade conversations. Now, a number of clubs considered trading for Taron Thomas, but even then thought... Is it worth the risk? Probably not for us. So we, don't, we don't need that where we're at at the moment. So not convinced. And then the new Tim's allegations. That he's, he's changing or shows any inclination to want to change his behaviours. And then come the new year, of course, we learn of the new allegations as well. So that's where we sit. Can I, this is one, again, I don't raise this because, well, I do want to raise it because I don't know the answer to it. So Marlon Pickett has also got a case hanging over his head at the moment, which is, I looked it up, so correct me if I'm wrong, but... Aggravated burglary, commercial burglary, $300,000 plus, plan to transport money across country. Now, mm. how much of that is him or how much it's guilt by association? I've got no idea. But where does that sit in terms of the AFL's attitude to a player playing and continuing to play? Oh, so your question is why is Marlon Pickett allowed to keep playing well, well, just, and Taron Thomas not? Yeah, well, he's been he's been charged, yeah. He's back in court on March the 1st. He's facing 12 charges. The case has been adjourned. So clearly this is before the courts at the moment. Um, he was granted bail. So I'm no legal expert, but when you are granted bail, you are free to go about so your day-to-day life. Presumed, yes, and innocent until yep. proven guilty. And notwithstanding the fact they are extremely serious charges. Now, this relates to a string of currency exchange robberies uh, and burglaries at commercial properties across late 22, early 2023. And he also stands accused, Marlon Pickett, of being part of a plan to transport the money across Australia in a camper van. He was arrested, you'll remember, when Richmond went over to play the Fremantle Dockers, I think, in Perth in the middle of last year. Mm. But he was granted bail. So this is before the court. So uh, one's an AFL issue specifically when it comes to Taron Thomas, if you're asking me the difference. And the other one is in the courts at the moment. And I'm imagining the AFL will just sit back and let the legal process run its course. So if the Taron so, Thomas situation was before the courts... And it has been over time. Right. It has been over time yeah. with the, you know, um, the specific charge was threatening to distribute an intimate image, I think, which was yeah. downgraded. And the magistrate, um, while speaking in severe terms around that, uh, he had no case to answer from a, from a rep, um, from a jail point of view, obviously. So that's where that sits at the moment. I, I would assume why, why it lies only with the AFL when with, in this latest allegation that we get this question all the time, why did the complainants not go to the police? I can't answer that. Only to say that this is an AFL issue at the moment. It's going through their through their processes. Well, under, the, a, under the NRL rules, though, the Marlon Pickett situation, because it carries a penalty or a jail term, I think I read somewhere between 10 and maybe 15 years, really? that particular charge. He would be stand down. He would be stood yeah, down. Yeah, difference not? in the policies there. Yeah. No yeah. fault. Yeah, yeah. Uh, policy. This is the confusion. Is, it, yep. is that so? Marlon, this is a text. Marlon's been charged. No charge against Taron. Explain mm. to me the difference. Mm. Well, one one is before the legal system right. as we know it, and the other one is not. Um, right. It's probably as simple a way as I can explain it. What how it's got to this? I mean, we know how Marlon Pickett's got himself before the courts. That's straightforward. Why Taron Thomas is. He's not before the police. Um, I can't answer that. Yeah. Lou's in East Melbourne uh, on this topic before we move on. Go, Lou. Okay, oh, guys. How are you going? Good, thanks. Uh, during this process with Terence Holmes, I just want to know, has he, his contractual obligations, in other words, he's, he's paid, is, is that continued? Uh, yeah, I think yep. it is. I think it is, Lou. Yeah, he would he would continue while he's training and preparing away from the club. He would continue to receive his uh, his base wage, his salary, as per the the final year of his contract. That's correct. Okay, so in my world, if if I was up for charges like this in a workplace, a I'd be sacked first of all, and second of all, um, 
say like a police officer or someone like that, probably be stood down without pay. I yeah. mean, he's not going to learn and he's not going to go to those classes or whatever if he's still getting paid. Oh, that's the way I see it. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just the way I see it. I don't think... I think he's just been, you know, just had a soft life in terms of money and he's not going to learn. All right, Luke, appreciate mm. that. Um, I'm not sure that he's had a soft life when you no. delve into the background of uh, Taron Thomas. Last one here, just uh, just on this, from Emma in Brunswick, and this is the consideration, absolutely. Uh, honestly, as a woman and a dedicated footy fan, I wouldn't buy my club's membership if they mm. recruited Taron Thomas. And, and that's sort of what I'm getting at, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, uh, yeah, but anyway, we can agree to disagree. Uh, at the end of the day, it's just a great shame that Taron's found himself in this position. Mm. Uh, we'll take a break, Sammy. I'm not sure how much more time. We might have to hold you over and get you five favourite players. Um, we'll take a break. <laughs> Sam Edmonds back up. Look at the wisp scribbling away here. Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. And Sam Edmonds is here. Yeah, the favourite five. Not the best five, the favourite five. I'm down to 13. Not sure I'm going to get down to five. Uh, Sammy? Jake Stringer always the source of a lot of conjecture, isn't he, leading into a season? We know that. Particularly a season in which he's out of contract. Now, he's Best is among the best, he's worst among the worst, all with a level of preparation and professionalism, I suppose, it's been questioned. The comments of Brad Scott in The Age today, I would have thought were the most transparent yet in terms of how the coach, uh, in this case Brad Scott, and the club view the player. Now, Brad Scott told Jake Noel that it was unrealistic to expect Jake Stringer to become a 10 out of 10 professional footballer. He said there are things that are non-negotiables in the modern game. You can't just have flashes of brilliance then not do the other things that are required as part of the team. He needs to uphold his end of the bargain. And so Jake's had a lot to deal with as well. They're not excuses, but they are reasons. And he goes on to discuss the mental health side of things and his injuries. But he says, my job is to get the most out of every player on the list. And if we can move Jake, if we can just nudge him in the right direction and make him a significantly better, but we're not going to turn him into a 10 out of 10. Concession. That's a fair concession. So is that understanding your player and all players are different so. or that in professional sport, why shouldn't he apply himself 10 out of 10? Well, I'm sure he aspires to be, but I guess what the coach is saying, the reality is not possible for a whole host of reasons, whether they be physical, mental or otherwise, that our expectation is if we can get you to a regular eight. And he's an eight out of 10 Jake Stringer better than a 10, 10 out of 10 someone else. Well, if, he get, if they get into a regular eight, he'll have five 10 out of 10s. Mm-hmm. Nice um, nice to have you in. I know you desperately want the favourite five. Tell me your favourite. You'll have to be listening. Our five favourites. What a tease. Coming up after eight.